So the reason Sainsbury's can get away with putting out offers on tins of baked beans is because they have something called latent demand. This is basically footfall coming through the shops of people looking for bread and milk. And then they pass the baked bean aisle. And of course they think, oh, two for one on beans. I'll go and buy some beans. Most small business owners just don't have latent demand. You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. So it's funny, around uh, about this time of year, I always see um, so many different offers being put out in so many different guises, whether it be, you know, offers in readiness for the new year or Black Friday, Cyber Monday type deals or Christmas deals or various things like that. And the, the challenge is like, when I have, whenever I see those offers going out there, it feels to me like, why aren't these people getting orders for their products or services anyway, to the point where they feel they have to go out there with all of this, buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit type marketing. Um, And really what it comes down to is the fact that small business owners tend to model a lot of what big owners, um, big business owners uh, do, big businesses do, I should say. Um, But the challenge with that is though, that big businesses have different problems, challenges, pain points to the traditional small business um, sector. So if you take, for example, uh, a small service-based business that relies upon having so many conversations with people, getting them booked onto consultations, and then hoping that they buy buy their service from them. One of the biggest differences here between small businesses and large businesses is something called latent demand. So let me explain. Big businesses have latent demand because like take Sainsbury's, for example, they have people walking down the aisles looking for their staples, their bread, their milk and things like that. And then all of those people who are, you know, the the footfall, the latent demand that's walking through Sainsbury's uh, spot that Heinz baked beans have a two for one offer or deal on baked beans. They go, oh, beans are on offer. I'll go and buy myself a couple of tins of beans as well as my bread and milk. And so that, so Sainsbury's can afford to have all these various different offers because they have this footfall already coming through all of their different shops and premises. Small businesses, on the other hand, though, don't have latent demand. They don't have footfall of people already in their shops looking to buy a product of some some description. And the mistake here is that small business owners, they go, oh, the internet, this global marketplace, all of these different social media channels and networks that I'm in, they think that that is the equivalent of their latent demand, that that all of these people that exist out there on the ether are ready and waiting to buy their products or services. But the reality is that that is just not true. Or, you know, and so if you're there, you know, putting out this offer into a social media, you know, Facebook group or something like that, or on Twitter or on LinkedIn or in your blog or in your email list, and you'll type it up and you'll spend ages writing this amazing post talking about how amazing your product is and why everybody should buy it. But the reality is that a majority of people, 99% of people, when they woke up in the morning, 
weren't out there shopping for bread and milk or your equivalent of bread and milk. So they weren't there going, oh, I can't wait for Robin to put an offer out and I'll then buy his products, you know, whenever I see him do a piece of marketing. It just doesn't happen like that. So if you're putting various offers out there week in and week out saying, talking about how amazing your products are and things like that, but then scratching your head because there's no real positive feedback or nobody's buying. Again, another mistake people make is that they think that it's the audience. It's their target market out there that somehow there is a problem with your target market. Whereas actually the issue is with your messaging and your offer that you're putting out because the timing for it just isn't right. The reality is that um, Black Friday deals work um, because Amazon and all these different online retailers and well, and physical shops as well, again, they have latent demand. There is a whole host of people out there thinking, you know, over the last 12 months, we should really get a new TV or I really need to get a new MP3 player or I really need to buy a new printer for my office. And so then all of a sudden when the offer does appear, that latent demand is stimulated and then people buy. But again, small owners, business owners just don't have this level of latent demand. Unless, for example, you are um, in the business coaching space and you've built up a network of people and over the course of a year, you've stimulated their demand for desire for business coaching. And then at that particular point in time, when you put an offer out for business coaching, they go ahead and buy But the reality is that actually it's not the offer that attracts them to buy. It's merely the fact that you talked about, like you appeared at the right time in the right place when they were thinking about the thing which you sell, which they then needed to buy. And the reality is like when you put offers out there, discounted offers out there, people assume that somehow it's the discount which is going to be the thing which attracts somebody in to buy. Um, It really isn't because uh, if you think about basic supply and demand economics, when you put something out, at a a discount, what is the message which you're sending out to the marketplace? What you're saying is when you put something out at a discount is, I've got loads of this thing that I want to offload so that I can make some cash. And I don't know about you, but when I hear that kind of a message, we've got tons of stuff where it's just not really a very special, you know, product that we want to be buying because if there's loads of it, if it's not a scarcity, um, if it's all of a sudden it's massively abundant, that signals to me that other people don't want it. So why should I buy it? So discounts and offers aren't the thing generally which attracts people in to buy your, your products or services. What does is when what does stimulate the marketplace is when you get your value proposition and the story around it, the features and benefits uh, really soundly um, right in terms of like the problems, pain points and challenges that your prospective buyers are facing in that particular point in time, I'm going to quote two, you know, brilliant minds um, when it comes to internet marketing now um, and in terms of like how how to get your messaging right. So the first example I've got is um, by a guy called um, Frank Kern. I would call him one of the fathers, grandfathers probably now of internet marketing. So he's in his 50s and he's been in the marketing game for a very long time, internet marketing game, I should say, for a very long time. Very, very smart guy, brilliant consultant when it comes to um, kind of putting offers out there. But when I say offers in sen- in the sense of what Frank Kern suggests, and um, he put some really fantastic content out um, last year on and through the lockdown on LinkedIn. And when he talks about putting an offer out there, he doesn't mean two for one, you know, deals or things like that, or discounts to try and stimulate demand or buy one, get one free or those sorts of things. What he's actually talking about is you do your marketing in such a way that... Um, 
you, you first of all, you raise people's awareness around your brand. So you just put yourself out there in your Facebook group without necessarily a call to action. And then when people sh- show enough interest, when that content stimulates enough interest and somebody says, oh, that looks interesting, that's the point when you put an offer in front of them. And the offer, like I said, isn't the buy one, get one free or discount or anything like that. All it is is a signpost to the next step in your process. So if you put something into a Facebook group and somebody says, oh, that's really interesting, I'd love to know more. Oh, great, well, I've got a book that might help be beneficial. If you read this, it will elaborate on that subject matter further. Or how about you go and listen to the next episode of my podcast because I cover this in a lot more detail. Or if, if their level of engagement is super high and you feel that they'd really benefit from your help and advice, the offer should be, well, how about you jump onto a free coaching call with me or something like that. So it's about putting an offer in front of somebody, at picking the right time, understanding what stage of market sophistication that buyer is at, if they're problem aware, if they're solution aware, if your solution is a good fit, well, hey, actually, we should sit down and have a call together and see whether I can help you at a much deeper level. So it's more of an invitation that, than it is actually like a buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit, which is how it seems that most people are marketing in 2022 or going into 2023 now. Um, and we want to stop that. We want to stop people doing all of this, like buy my shit marketing, because like I said, 99% of people didn't wake up this morning wanting the thing that you're selling. And it's there's a very slim chance, I'd say even less than 1% chance that when you put out a buy my stuff type piece of advertising that somebody's going to go, oh, it, that's the thing that I wanted. And so if your offer all of a sudden is only like £100, £200, you're going to be quite disappointed because what's going to happen is you might get one order, but it's only for £200. And all of a sudden you're thinking, was, was, was the effort really worth it? So just think about that in the context of the size of your offer, how much the next step is and things like that. You might be better off putting a free offer out there so that you can speak to somebody and on that call then stimulate the demand for your paid for offer, because it's just going to reduce friction in the process of somebody taking the next step in your process. So that guy, if you want to look him up, Frank Kern, really smart guy, really well worth following. Uh, he's got a great YouTube channel as well. Um, and there's tons of interviews out there where Frank Kern's, that Frank Kern's been on. The second person that I wanted to um, talk about was a guy called Rich Litvin. Uh, he's one of my um, personal mentors. He's a fantastic coach. Again, he's been doing this for a very long time. But in his book, The Prosperous Coach, he talks about um, a a four-step process, which is similar to what Frank Kerr was talking about, really. And he has this um, great philosophy around marketing about how how too much of it is placed on the, the onus of the person doing the marketing wanting to just sell something and make money. And he says that you should be completely, entirely detached from any kind of outcome when you're putting your marketing out there. Marketing is just about raising awareness, raising awareness of you, your brand, what it is that you do, helping people to solve, um, uh, start to overcome the process of people solving their problems and challenges and pain points and things like that, but not actually solving it. That's what they're going to pay for, pay you for in the future. And in this book, The Prosperous Coach, he talked about this four-step process where Um, the first phase of of it is connect. So step number one, connect with people. Um, And it doesn't matter at what level, but we're not asking for any money at this point. Literally all we are going to do is connect with them. It could be a networking meeting, social media, however, email. It could be any number of different ways, introduction, referral, doesn't matter. But you need to connect with a certain number of people. The second step is invite. 
So you then, if you, in that first part of the connection, you then have a conversation with them. Again, you invite them to take the next step in your process, which might be buy my book, or here's a free copy of my book. It might be, let's jump on a consultation or a free coaching call. It might be, how about you come to one of my events or watch my, listen to my podcast or watch a video, which I've done. So you invite them to take the next step. Step number three is create. So in in this instance example, Rich talks about creating clients. And this is rather than selling and marketing at at prospects, which quite often people see through that because they're quite smart and sophisticated buyers, typically. We don't want to do sales and marketing in the traditional sense of what's being put out there in 2022. Instead, what you want to do is you want to just add value, like do the thing which you do. So if you were put on this planet to coach, give them a free coaching session. And I don't see a problem with that at all. And in doing so, what you'll do is one, you'll start the journey of helping them solve their problems, whatever that looks like. Um, And two, they get to experience what it would be like to work with you. And quite often it's that experience that we kind of put up a barrier when all we're doing is focused on sales and making money we don't give people the experience of what it's going to be like once they get into the inner circle unless you're a particularly good salesperson so it's much better if you just do the thing which you promised you were going to do and then that means that the client experiences it and then what it's going to what it feels like or what it's going to feel like when they actually come to working with you on a in a more meaningful way and then finally, once they have their breakthrough or their insights or they get some extra value at that point, that's the point when you can put forward step number four, which is propose. You can put a proposal forward, which then talks about the amazing outcomes or results they're going to get when they work for you. You can then introduce this notion that, yes, at this point, they've got to pay for it. You can then agree terms, how long you're going to work together. And it essentially becomes a continuation of the initial conversation when you were creating a client. And it, there's nothing in there which says um, you, you have to do these buy my shit type offers to attract that attract those people essentially rich's approach is very anti-marketing it's very much about just doing the thing that you were put on this planet to do and that should be enough to show people your worth and give people the experience so that they then want to take the next steps as opposed to you kind of coercing them and forcing them to take steps or taking the steps at the wrong time because somebody might see an offer which you put out but actually and they think it's right for them but actually and then you sell it to them lo and behold they have a really poor experience because maybe it wasn't actually the right time maybe that wasn't the right product out of your suite of products that they needed in that particular moment in time so we've got to stop doing these buy my shit type offers because um quite frankly like you know we're bored of them like you're all very smart people And I challenge you, if you go and look on um, Facebook today and you're scrolling through your feed and not just Facebook, but TikTok and all these things, you can see through the marketing, you know, message within that. You can see when somebody's just like desperate to get sales because they're putting an offer out of some sort and you know full well they're going to be disappointed when there's absolutely no feedback. And what do they do? Invariably, they blame, blame it on all of the other people around them. Um, you know, in so much as it could be maybe their coach told them to put this amazing offer out and then the offer doesn't land. Well, probably in that instance, maybe it's the coach's fault. I don't know. Um, But they'll go back and immediately blame the coach because it didn't work and they don't know what they're talking about. They... What they, what people invariably never do is they never look at the offer and the way that it was delivered in the first place, i.e. taking responsibility for it. Um, they assume that there's all of these people out there ready and waiting to buy their product. But the reality is it's not like that because it's a, imagine a scenario, right? It's a, it's a little bit like 
when you walk into a party and maybe you're worried about the tr- the shoes that you're wearing or the clothes that you put on you chose you know which outfit you chose for that that event and the thing is if you're worried about what you're wearing how do you think everybody else felt when they walked into that event themselves in the first place so if everybody is all worried about their own stuff they're not interested in what you're doing right um unless you go and do something spectacular you go and start doing windmills and like break dancing on the dance floor. And then all of a sudden, everybody looks up and starts to pay attention to you. So walking into the room with a buy my stuff type offer isn't enough in this day and age. You've got to really show people like what magic you can create and what it is that you can do. Um, and if you're not like tenacious enough, if you're not willing to put in the time, energy and effort to do that and build these marketing assets, podcasts, videos, um, landing pages, books, there's tons of different marketing assets you can build to show people the value which you bring to the world. If you don't, if you're too quick to chase the bucks by putting these buy my stuff type offers out there and you don't build marketing assets, then you're never going to get ahead. You're going to be in this very short term game where you're constantly like chasing the next sale, chasing the next sale, putting stuff out on buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff on social media and things like that instead of bringing some value to the world. And then when you bring value to the world, people are attracted to you. Um, it's maybe slightly unpredictable as to when those um, those registrations of interest come in. But trust me, if you build the right assets, you will continue to get leads into the future ad infinitum for years to come. Um, just to give you an example of this, um, I one of my goals is to take time off over one the summer and also Christmas. Um, but this year, especially, I had four weeks off over in August and enrolled three new clients. And also then during uh, October, I had three weeks off because I um, had to have an operation on my ankle. And lo and behold, I enro- enrolled two more clients and another one joined in November. So during both of those times, I did zero marketing, literally no marketing whatsoever. Okay. I didn't produce any podcasts, no social media posts. I didn't do, I didn't do anything. But the reality was because of all of the work I've done before that, I've spent several years before that of writing books, doing podcasts, doing videos, creating engaging content in my um, in my blog and various other things like that. Um, I've built those marketing assets. So I know that when I need to, when I need to stop and slow down, that I'm still going to get some, at some level of engagement and interest in what I do coming in. Um, and that's really quite reassuring to know. It takes a long time to get comfortable and used to that because we are trained you know, right now in this this golden age of marketing, online marketing, we're trained that we have to be constantly active on social media. We've got to put all these posts out in order to attract people in into our sort of um, into our network and into our ecosystem to buy our products. And it's so wrong. It is we should not have to work this hard in order to get clients. It is not a productive way of growing a business. Because I know that all of you, um, when you set out to do the thing which you do, whether you are a dog groomer or a coach or a consultant, or you build websites or you're an accountant, it doesn't matter what you do. The thing is, when you set out on your business journey, you wanted to spend a majority of that your time doing that thing which you loved and not marketing. So you really need to listen in. Stop doing short-term marketing offers because people just are, are bored of them. Um, they're desensitized to them. They just don't want to see them. They're not interested in your offers. But where you can add extra value, um, those are the areas of your business where you should be focusing on in terms of building marketing assets, which actually add value to people's lives. If you like, what you want to try and do with those marketing assets is solve their problem. 
give this stuff away for free because all of a sudden you are the expert. If you can solve somebody's problem for free, and but then they maybe struggle to implement it um, on the long term or when they struggle with something else, who are they going to pick up the phone to and call when they're in need of something else? Invariably, that's going to be you, okay? So let's focus on marketing assets, not buy my shit marketing offers. Um, and think strategically in the long run because that will stand you a much better stead. If you found this um, episode interesting and just to um, uh, emphasize what I've been talking about on this episode, I have signed copies of my book, Take Your Shot, available, which talks about all of the principles which I coach around in fearless business. Um, and I've got some uh, uh, copies here ready and waiting for homes. Just head on over to fearless.biz forward slash TYS. That's for T Take Your Shot, TYS. Um, and I will pop a signed copy of Take Your Shot in the post. No matter where you are in the world, um, we'll send that out. And if you do have any topics that you would love for me to cover on the podcast, please do drop me an email, robin at robinwaite.com. I'd be more than happy to take suggestions as to content, problems or challenges, which you would love me to talk about on this podcast. In the meantime, though, thanks very much for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.